is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 67 for Monday, February 6, 2012. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is good to be here. I'm, I'm actually excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this all day. Have you? I have. I, t- I tend to look forward to it. I certainly enjoy recording, and I uh, wish we could do it full-time, all the time, every day. Well, I don't know if I could have a microphone in my face all the time, every day. <laughs> I do curse every now and again, and uh, I've been even known to snore when I'm sleeping. Well, we don't want to hear that. We certainly don't want to hear that. Well, who wants to hear that in a podcast? I, well, I would subscribe to that snoring, that's the, for sure. The Snorecast. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone out there should try that and let us know how it goes. <laughs> snoring cast. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So look, we got all kinds of great stuff. We are. This is our last show before The Walking Dead is back on the air. So this is, is our last show before the next show. It's our last show before the next show. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. What you said. Uh, but the, we go back to our regular format next week. The Walking Dead will have had its mid-season premiere, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very excited about that. But we have a really, really good show this week, too. We've got listener feedback, including a couple of addi- additional predictions that I missed last week because I'm a bit of a boob. It, well, it happens. And, uh, you know, it happens. We are not professionals. We're not even experts, really. <clears throat> Enthusiasts. And I'll get <laughs> this about as far as we can go. And I'll get more into that in a minute. But uh, so, listener feedback. We've got spoilers uh, in our next week on the Walking Dead segment. It's kind of going to be a spoilery episode, I think, for everyone just worried about that. Um, yeah, there's 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 a fair bit of stuff coming along that you know might upset some people. So I'll try to throw out some warnings as we're doing this. Um, and of course, we've got all the Walking Dead news you can shake a stick at, too. Oh, awesome. Where do you think that phrase comes from, shake a stick know. at? I think it comes from squirrels. You shake a stick at squirrels, don't you? No. Well, I, I guess you do. I was going to say well, squirrels shake their, <clears throat> shake their nuts at people. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, That's, uh, without, that went right down a rabbit hole, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that didn't go how as well as I would hope. Anyhow... <laughs> Before we get started with all that good stuff, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that I guested on another podcast earlier this week called Definitive Geek with D-Man and Peregrine out of uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. Hopefully they don't mind me throwing that out there. (laughs) Where they're from? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They live at... uh, (laughs) I listened to the show today. It was great. Yeah, it was really fun. But um, you know how a second ago we were saying that we're certainly not experts? I, I pulled a huge podcasting boner. When I when I was recording that show, you're full of surprises today. What uh, what boner did you pull? Well, I didn't know it at the time, but I listened back today after they put the show out there. Everyone, by the way, go to definitivegeek.com to find that podcast if you want and check them out. They do some cool stuff. But anyways, so I recorded that whole thing on the internal mic of the computer instead of my nice fancy three hundred dollar mic you, you that even, I'm talking to into right now. You didn't even use the mic. I put it in front of me, and I spoke into it, but it wasn't on. Well, it's all about, you know, headspace and mentality and <laughs> not pushing the button that actually activates the microphone. I'm an idiot. I, I, I can't believe... Like, it sounded fine to me, right? Because the audio comes back in through my headset as I'm speaking it, and everything sounds really good. But apparently, I was not using this mic. I was using the internal mic on the computer. And on the other end of a Skype call, it sounded like I was in a fish tank... You oh, know. it didn't sound that bad. I didn't notice, really. Really? Yeah. No, because... I just thought it was Skype. I just... Well, I, I blamed Skype, too. But then I was like, well, maybe there was something else wrong. So I loaded up Skype. And yes, of course, the settings were on internal microphone. So sorry, you guys, about that. I feel like an idiot. But you know what? These things happen. And someday yeah. I'll go back on their show and I'll do it right and everything will be fine. Well, there you go. So definitivegeek.com go over check them out uh fellow canadian podcasters and they they talk about all kinds of stuff way more geeky than uh than i would ever get into normally <laughs> board, board games and, and comics and uh all kinds of stuff so excellent it was a lot of fun all right with that said why don't we get right into this week's walking dead news the walking dead news okay lots of good stuff in the news this week the first one is who's playing the governor 
That's the headline. Uh, Thanks to Mark from California and everyone else who sent this in, because a few people did send it in to me. Now, here's the thing. So Tom Savini, do you know who that is? I know the name. Refresh my memory. Well, he's a he's a horror originally like a horror makeup special effects guy, mm-hmm. and he's friends with Greg Nicotero. Well, who, yeah, well that makes sense. Special effects guy in The Walking Dead. He's been acting for a long time, but mostly in horror films like Dawn of the Dead, Friday the Thirteenth from way back in the day. He apparently was in Zack and Miri Make a Porno, the Kevin mm-hmm. Smith movie, but I don't... Oh, that guy, yeah, I, I just Googled him. <laughs> okay, that guy. <laughs> uh, and he was in Planet Terror, mostly small and or uncredited roles. So he doesn't have a... He's been in a lot of movies, but I don't think he has a great deal of acting experience under his belt. Okay. Uh, now that said, he has been... He told MTV that he's been campaigning to be the governor Ooh. on The Walking Dead because he thinks he looks like him. He he kind of well he does yeah I, I would agree with that so he here's what he told MTV he said I have been campaigning to be the governor on that on that damn thing with Greg Nicotero for over a year every time I see the graphic novel and I see a picture of the governor who looks just like me I send Greg a picture I just won't give up last time I talked to him about it when I was in Los Angeles he said they were going after a name for the part I said who and he said John Hawks. John Hawks. H-A-W-K-E-S, in case you're going to look that up, too. So, next question is, who is John Hawks? Well, he's an established actor, and he was in Winter's Bone, the Oscar-nominated movie from last year. He had a role on Eastbound and Down. He is in Marthy, Marcy, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, Contagion from this year, and uh, he'll, he's going to be in the upcoming Lincoln biopic next year, too. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot. He's really, really good. And I could see him playing the governor, too. God, that's a tough call. Tough call. That is a tough call. Well, luckily, it sounds like you do not have to make that call because, in the end, Hawks's publicist came out and said that John would not be appearing in The Walking Dead. Oh, that's too bad. He's on Justified, and he's doing a—no, he's not on Justified. Uh, He was on Eastbound and Down. I remember that. And he was in Deadwood, which I absolutely loved. Okay. I'm thinking of another guy for Justified. Uh, I really like John Hawks. I really like uh, everything he's been in. I think he would have been great as the governor. I think he he looks the part. I, I, he's a really good actor, too, which would be cool. And But Tom Savini, I mean, I know him as well, and uh, I've seen some of the stuff that he's done in the past, and he really does look like the governor, and I could see him doing it as well. Yes. Now, do you think his lack of experience <clears throat> acting is, is a problem? Not uh, necessarily. Well, not I mean, people... Lack of, you know, he's got, as an actor, he's got 61 titles under his belt. And uh, that's way more than me, you know? <laughs> well, they're not casting you, thankfully. You know, 61 things in the last, uh, you know, looking uh, from 1976, he was in Arthur to, uh, you know, Unearth to Beyond the Wall of Sleep. He played Sheriff. Well, see, he's see, he's done a lot of stuff like that. He's He's been in a lot of movies, but n- not many big or recurring roles in, or on TV or anything like that. So I, I don't know. It's... Who knows if he ha- even has a, a shot in hell, but, you know, maybe he does because he knows somebody. He's in a movie called The Saddest, playing The Saddest. There you go. It's in post-production right now. Well, that's a starring lead role, so a maybe... A combat veteran with serious psychological damage stalks campers and hunters in the woods. <laughs> that's experience right there, my friend. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Tom Savini, could be him. It's apparently not going to be John Hawks, but uh, we will see. We will see. It was reporting on this because it was kind of a big deal when he came out and said, you know, I want to do it, but they're going to get John Hawks. So suddenly it was revealed. And right. So they either respond. Yeah, exactly. Either, you know, Hawks is doing it or he's not. And uh, we don't really know. But, you know, it could be hopefully. Well, it could be either of those guys. And we will find out soon enough. I'm still going for John Goodman. Yeah, you want him to be in everything. Him and uh, and the guy from Modern Family, right? The guy from Modern Family? Yeah, the 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 dad from Modern Family. Oh, uh Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, yeah. You know, Ed O'Neill I think could do it. Ed O'Neill is a very undervalued actor. Kirkman was talking about Ed O'Neill playing a role on the show. I think that uh, Married with Children really hurt his career. He could have really been a fantastic actor, except that everybody's going, Oh, that guy from that show, I, I can't put him <laughs> in anything. But now that Christina Applegate is doing so well, and uh, same with um Katie Seagal, you know, Ed O'Neill, this is his time to shine. Yeah, the the <clears throat> only other actor on, on that show, Married with Children, is the kid, and he's 
dead now, I think. He's not dead. Why? He's certainly not acting much. Well, no, because he's a bonehead and everybody else was a decent actor. <laughs> Maybe he does a lot of voiceover work. I think he does video games. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember his name. But let's get on to our next news item. New cast members. So do you remember a few weeks ago we watched that clip uh, of Herschel and Rick in the bar and then those two guys walk in at the end? Yep. Well, we did some investigative reporting and came up with the fact that that's Aaron Munoz um, playing Tony and Andre Batichko playing Hustla. Yeah, and you looked up that article in Russian. Yes, and found out that he comes in one episode and then gets killed. Hustla. Apparently, that's not Andre Batichko. Oh. Apparently, it is, according to Spoiler TV, Michael Raymond James uh, playing Dave. Dave. And uh, that's a character we've talked about before, too. Tony and Dave show up. Dave is a guy from northeastern U.S. I think it said, if I remember now. Nebraska? A, no, northeastern. He's from New York, I don't I know think. where Nebraska is, so I'm just throwing that out there. Well, get your geography, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, apparently it's Tony and Dave. And you will know Michael Raymond James as Renee from True Blood. Remember Renee? Oh, yeah. He's the guy that knocked up Arlene on that show, and she thinks the baby's easel evil because he was a murderer, and eventually Sookie killed him. That's Sorry, right. spoilers for True Blood yeah, right For the there. first season. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was Renee on True Blood, and apparently that's him there. Um, not Andre Batichko like we, like I seem to think it was. Right. So we don't know who Hustla is still. Hustla. Yeah, but we do know apparently that that's Michael Raymond James in that bar. Um, he was also in Terriers. Did you ever watch Terriers TV no. show? I've been meaning to check that one out. I've heard it's good. And uh, Black, Snake, Black Snake Moan he was in too. So anyhow, that is, that's, that's the deal on those two guys. We've got one more cast member, new cast member listed according to the IMDb, and that's Philip Devona playing Nate in episode 10. Devona? So we got a bunch of new people coming in here, it sounds like, who are not from the comic and are unique to the TV show. That sounds like fun. Certainly does. They'll probably come in and be killed off next episode, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, they're wearing red shirts. Um, Do you think that the show needs to kill off one of its major characters? Yes, I do. Absolutely? Yeah, this season. (laughs) All right. Somebody's got to go. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's got to go. Okay. I do too, I think. So hopefully they don't, aren't just bringing in all these miscellaneous characters to kill them off so that they don't have to kill one of the major characters. Well, that would be kind of cheap. And I don't like to see people die, but, you know, this is this is real life here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is real zombie TV life. Real zombie TV, yeah. People, Apocalypse. People die. Story. Fiction. All righty. <laughs> Season two episode titles and information has been released. Excellent. And these th- episode titles could be considered minor spoilers, but I'm going to read them anyways. I'm not going to read the descriptions of the episodes okay. quite yet. We'll save that for the next week on The Walking Dead because, frankly, those are potentially very spoilery. Yeah, they would be. So after Nebraska, we've got Trigger Finger and 18 Miles Out. Those ones we've already reported on. Mm-hmm. Number 11 is called Judge, Jury, Executioner. Ooh. Number 12 is called Better Angels. And the season two finale, episode number 13, is called Beside the Dying Fire. Now, you could kind of say that two ways, and there's a, there's a different meaning depending on how you say it. Say there's, it again. There's Beside the Dying Fire, as in the fire is diminishing. Right. Or Beside the Dying Fire. Oh, you're it's, beside it's that fire. That the killing, the yeah. killing fire. Right. <laughs> right. So there's two different meanings there. Who knows? Better angels. <clears throat> I've heard that. Uh, there was a quote on. It's a fa- from a famous quote, and I forget who. Um, and I remember it coming again. We're going back to the West Wing. This was a quote on the West Wing. Uh, something about being your demons are being shouted, outshouted by your better angels, or something like that. I have to look that up. I meant to look that up, but I didn't. So Interesting. I've never heard that, but it probably is a reference to that if it's a famous quote, if it's a well-known quote. Yeah. Could be a coincidence, I'm too. Trying to look it up. But if it, if it's a quote that is known, I wouldn't think it's a coincidence. So see what you can find well, on that. It looks like it's a quote from uh, Abraham Lincoln's inaugural address. Oh. But Speaking of Lincoln. That could not be it. <laughs> I don't know. So as I said, brief summaries were released as well for these 
Um, and I'm going to save them for a little bit later in the podcast in case anyone is really worried about spoilers. Also, regarding season two, just so everyone knows, it resumes on February 17th on FX in the UK. So about a week after the 12th when we get it uh, here in North America, right? If everyone is overseas or at least in the UK watching it. So Kirkman and Mazara sat down with Collider.com to do an interview. And uh, it was pretty interesting. They speak extensively about the Search for Sophia storyline and the criticism that the show was too slow in season two. Right. Kirkman had this to say on the pace. He said, I think that that building to the reveal of Sophia was a payoff that we were working towards. And I think we did a good job of working towards it. Right. <laughs> Excellent roundabout logic. Dave. I would also like to say that Sophia, the Sophia reveal is really the beginning of an escalation that takes us all the way through to the end of our season. Hmm. We started out searching for Sophia and then things got a little bit heightened when we found her in the barn. That's going to lead to a lot of conflict. That's going to lead to a new threat on the horizon. And you'll see in our first episode back, which is really going to dovetail into a big series event of events that's going to lead us to our finale. (laughs) So he kind of said the same thing a few different times there, but the most interesting part I thought about that was that's going to lead to a new threat on the horizon. A storm? Yeah, maybe a hurricane. A hurricane, uh, locusts. Um, Oh, locusts, that's a good idea. Maybe Frogs. I I don't know, yeah. Millions of frogs. (laughs) Falling from the sky. Uh, I don't know, so... You know, we, we, we know that they're, they've got season the rest of season two, and they've said it's going to be more intense, it's going to be faster moving, everything is just, you know, bigger and better and badder and so on. But uh, who knows? Who knows where this is going to lead exactly? But it's a really good interview. It's at Collider.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can go check it out. They talk about a variety of different things happening on the show, and even some stuff happening, or what Robert's doing with the comic books. So there's some interesting stuff there. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a tornado coming. Yeah. There you have it. All righty. 18 miles out. Moving right along. Season three information we have a little bit. On locationvacations.com, a site we've used before for finding out filming locations and such. Mm -hmm. They are reporting that filming is set to begin in May in Sonoya, Georgia. Now, that may sound familiar because that is the same town where they filmed all of season two, uh, including the farm and the uh, little residential area that Shane and Lori go to. Right. Where she learns how to shoot, and he gives her the advanced class. That's right. Um, and all those places. Anywhere else that we saw in season two pretty much was filmed in or around Sonoya, Georgia. So they're not going far. <clears throat> not going far. That doesn't mean they're not going somewhere, though. You no, know? It's just they're filming in one spot, and they could be anywhere. They could be anywhere in that spot, yeah. Uh, apparently, zombie set construction is set to begin this week. And it will involve up to 60 local carpenters. Nice. Now, now, I don't know if that is a lot or not. Do you think that's a lot to, for a TV show? Uh, I really don't know. Do you think they would need 60 carpenters to build a house? No. No. Do you need 60 carpenters to build 10 houses? Well, con- concurrently, maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know, 60 carpenters over three weeks or six weeks uh, really could build quite the set. They could build quite a lot of stuff. They could build anything they wanted, really. Maybe an ark. An R could be a great, you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> and then float it you out know, to sea. Just hire these guys for the zombie apocalypse and say, okay, if we ever have an apocalypse, build me an ark. And you and your wives and, you know, two of every kind of kid can come on here and we can go. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Why not, I suppose. So anyway, 60 carpenters are working in Sonoya, Georgia. So they're obviously doing something, which we'll find out in season three. And according to the IMDb, in season three, Marvin... Durkholz, Durkholz, will be playing Philip Eagle. Interesting character name. <laughs> That's a lot to wrap your brain around without making a joke. Mar- <laughs> Marvin Durkholz will be playing Philip Eagle in episode one of season three. He's the only actor listed for season three, episode one. How reliable is IMDb? Well, I don't think it's that reliable. Who maintains the data? Uh, users. It's a bit of a wiki, if I'm not mistaken. Right. If I was an actor, I have a profile for myself on there, and I can go and add my work to my profile. Can I create a profile for myself and add my work to there? I I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what the... I don't know if there's some sort of um, verification of you signing up for a profile. I just don't know. Right. You might even have to pay for it, though. Oh, that'd be bad. Right. (laughs) 
Well, because you know, I, you know, I did a little bit of work. I've done a couple of TV shows. I was on YTV for a little while, and in some interstitials, I was a camera operator for that uh, that thing we shot. Remember, we shot that uh, music, uh, the live music thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I so, guess I could be on there too. Exactly. Though. I mean, there's some. I mean, it's just a little bit, tiny little stuff, right? I did a commercial back in high school for a t-shirt store. <laughs> you know, you could add that stuff in there. It's all legit. Were you the guy putting on like 55 t-shirts all oh, no, on top? I was, of each other? I was juggling. Oh, of course you were. <laughs> and riding a unicycle. You're such a clown. <laughs> uh, Got me in a commercial, man. Yeah, that's your. That's you were on a career path right there. Yep. Straight to nowhere. Small town commercial for a t-shirt store. So Marvin Durkholz, it's D-U-E-R-K-H-O-L-Z. Durkholz. Perfect. You will know him from the Teen Wolf TV show, if you've watched that. I have not. It's MTV, I think. Uh, The new Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like the original Teen Wolf TV show. No, Teen Wolf was a movie. There's a a TV show now on MTV. I thought it was a TV show as well. Like, I know that, uh, you know, what's his eyebrows, the Canadian guy? Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox was in Teen Wolf, and then uh, Jason Bateman was in Teen Wolf 2. That is correct. See, I know this, but I thought there was a TV show as well. I don't believe so. Uh, as far as I know, there's only the newer Teen Wolf TV show, and he was in that. He was also in the 2012 movie, or I guess maybe it's coming up. Maybe it's just out now, The Devil Inside. Right. I think that might be out now. I'm not sure. But I don't. I haven't, I don't know who Marvin Ducoles is, so we'll... We'll have to wait and see in season three. Anyways, he's playing Philip Eagle. It was a pretty awesome name, really. Well, yeah. And, of course, we all know the governor's name is Philip, but that means nothing, really. Right. Nothing here. Well, is it? (laughs) Is it named Philip? (laughs) Is he? Yeah, is he? I don't know. You'll just have to read a book and find out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you find out if there's an older uh, TV show for for Teen Wolf? I'm looking it up. I can't find it. It doesn't exist, man. Well, you know, if I would have made it up in my head, does that make it uh, bad? Uh, no, it just makes it harder for me to find. <laughs> All right. I have my own internal movie database in my brain Yes, that is probably just as accurate as the real one. The JMDB. Only it's completely maintained and monitored by my own head. Yeah, so it might be more accurate. I don't know. It's less. Okay, this next item is definitely potentially spoilery. Okay. So... It is about a certain actor on The Walking Dead and what his future might hold. Hmm. And that actor is John Bernthal. Apparently, Darabont is courting him for his new show. Hmm. His new show is uh, L.A. Noir. It And I don't know if that's related to the video game, L.A. Noir. Oh, that'd be cool. It's spelled differently, according to all the reports I could find. The video what? game is N-O-I-R-E, and the TV show is N-O-I-R. Well, that's just for licensing purposes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Copyright <laughs> issues. Um, from Variety, uh, they reported that The Walking Dead star John Bernthal is in early conversations with TNT to star in its period drama pilot, L.A. Noir, shepherded by Frank Darabont. Sources close to the situation emphasize that discussions have barely begun and there's no certainty a deal will come together. Okay, so <clears throat> this idea of uh, L.A. Noir... Uh, a period piece uh, by Frank Darabont. Okay, first of all, it's going to be in black and white, and it's going to be in the 30s, and it's going to be in L.A., and I think it's going to be awesome. I doubt it'll be black and white, but yes, I agree with all those Why other wouldn't things. it be black and white? Because... Film noir, it's uh, got to be in black and white. You can play the video game in black and white, for crying out loud. I know, and maybe because it's on TNT, they would go for black and white, but come on, man. AMC wouldn't go for black and white Walking Dead, which... And I'm not even. Yeah, but now that you have Frank Darabont with this successful uh, television show that uh, he helped uh, propel into the spotlight, they're going to be able, maybe they'll give him the keys to uh, produce whatever the heck he wants. The Black key- and white, go for it. Give him the keys that AMC wouldn't, basically. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That would be cool. I'd, I'm definitely going to check it out. I because... would watch that. I'm excited about this show. I think we should start a podcast. <laughs> Why not? Start another one. <laughs> now, the thing about this is. This harkens back a little bit to when Darabont was released from The Walking Dead. At the time, it was reported that one cast member was so upset by it that he or she asked to be released from their contract. Now, at the time, apparently this actor changed their mind uh, and is now happy, but maybe it was Bernthal. Maybe maybe things had been set in motion back then, and he's like, I want out of here. And uh, they said no, but 
they decided to get rid of him anyways. So what all this boils down to is maybe Shane is not long for The Walking Dead. That's entirely possible. Of course, it's you know been predicted on our last episode a fair bit that he, he would be killed off. And uh, this could be one of the nails in his coffin. Yeah, well, think about uh, what the description for, uh, you know, the finding Sophia in the barn, uh, kind of starting off a series of events that uh, end with, you know, a bigger trouble on the horizon mm-hmm. uh, and starting off a conflict that's going to take us right through the rest of the season. That conflict could very well be focused uh, right on Shane. Well, he's the most... Uh like he's the most conflicted character right now. Yeah. This... Well, he's not conflicted in his feelings. He's very clear in his feelings, but he seems to be, he has different feelings than everyone else does. Yes, which, you know, there's a lot of conflict possibilities there. So this could very well spiral into a huge kerfuffle and a, uh, a split in the group. And there's, you know, he said, she said, and I'm going to shoot you because you shot at me. And okay, well, I'll shoot back at you. And then all of a sudden, Carl shoots Shane in the neck. And that's uh, that's all she wrote. And then he shows up in 1940s LA. That's right. <laughs> Carl shoots him in the neck and he goes back in time. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> For some crazy reason. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. John Bernthal might be on, on a new show, which means he probably won't be on The Walking Dead. Now, it's not, it's not impossible to do two shows at once. No. It's but not. it's 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 unusual. It is. We'll just put it that way. I, I think it's very, very possible that, uh, that, uh, that Shane could be killed off this season. Okay. One more item in the news, and that is I just wanted to briefly talk about the Walking Dead Left Behind Facebook app. You okay. Have, you haven't tried this out, have you? Uh, I don't use Facebook apps. Well, not even in the interest of the Walking Dead experience? I have never installed, used, <laughs> looked at. I don't know how they work. I, don't, I barely use Facebook at all, and I uh, said to myself a long time ago that I would never use a Facebook app in any way, shape, or form. Well, coming from me, someone who knows a little bit about creating them, because I've done a couple, um, and just I'll throw it out there right now. I'm, I'm working on one for this very podcast. Outstanding. It's, uh, it's, it's hardly an app, but it's going to allow you to listen to our latest episode right in Facebook without leaving Facebook. All right, I'll use that one. But you have to explain (laughs) to me exactly how uh, Facebook apps work and interact with my data. I will. Well, if you want to get a real clear um, sort of look into what they can do with your data, go and check out the Walking Dead Left Behind Facebook app. What it does is it basically builds a movie that incorporates all kinds of information from your Facebook profile. Pictures, um, d- data, information about you, right. all that kind of stuff. And I've seen these things before, but this one was a little bit more immersive than even some of the more advanced ones I've seen in the past. It actually even um, requests you access to your built-in uh, web camera on your computer if you have one. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting in front of this iMac here and it has a camera built in that says, you know, asks for access to that. And if you grant it, it takes a picture of you sitting there and incorporates that into it as well. Right, that's so not creepy at all. No, it's not creepy at all. <laughs> the, the, the worst part about it is at the end of the whole thing, that camera icon, the light was still on and I'm like, that should go off by now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, why that's still on. There is not a chance in hell that I would give Facebook control over my camera. On my it's computer. only briefly, and then you can delete the app and get rid of it. Anyways, here's what's happening happens in this Left Behind app. So you connect to it, and it loads a bunch of stuff, and then it basically plays through a video. You wake up in a hospital, and you make your way out, and it's all first-person style. So you wake up. Um, you see you know, your own name scrawled on the wall in blood, and then you... you come out of the room and uh it's funny you go up to a like a cork board with all this stuff posted on it and there's pictures and there's information and there's you know all your info is up there and so on and then what you do is you grab one of the photos off the board yeah and i guess it's supposed to be like you're for some reason that one's important or there's a person in the photo that you want to remember or something like that the picture it chose for mine two palm trees (laughs) (laughs) i'm like well this is kind of funny because it it's totally irrelevant. It shows status updates of yours up on the wall. And they're all just silly, right? Because yeah. that's just me. Anyways, I grab my picture of palm trees because that's very meaningful. And then I run out of there. And, uh, oh, yeah, one of the status updates that it showed was was about um, 
me being Santa to my kids at Christmas time. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, why would that be on the wall? It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, so anyways, you get out and you get out into a car and I won't spoil what happens, but it's kind of cool in that it pulls all this stuff in, but it's similar to one I tried before, I think created in the UK, right. if I'm not mistaken. It pulls in data in the same sort of way. So it's kind of fun if you're okay with opening up uh, opening up all of your information to a Facebook app. Right. What I recommend is going, trying it out, and then deleting the app. Right. So there you go. <clears throat> um, you should go try it. Uh, well, give it a shot. Give it a shot, then get rid of it. All right, man, that's it for the news. We blew through the news wow. this week. Quick, very it's quick. Incredible. We are going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor for the show. And when we come back, we will get into some listener feedback. So The Talking Dead is brought to you by Ring Central this week. Ring Central delivers all the power of a sophisticated phone system, but with no hardware to buy and nothing to maintain. Ring Central takes, a co- takes the cost and hassle out of communications, allowing entrepreneurs to focus on growing their business. So um, if in case you don't know, we use Ring Central for our toll-free number, the Zombline, and uh, it's it's really really great. I like having a toll-free number instead of making people make a long-distance call. Oh, call yeah. in, it's so much better. I don't know why sh- more shows don't do this. So if you have a podcast or a business or really any other need for a toll-free number, I highly recommend you give Ring Central a try. They have plans starting as low as nine ninety-nine per month. And if you head over to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and click on the Ring Central banner now, you can sign up for your free trial and get 40% off your first three months. I highly recommend doing it. I could not be happier with their service. Listener feedback. All right. It's time for listener feedback as we move right along here. I have some listener feedback of my own right now. Do you? Teen Wolf was a 1986 animated TV series. Mm. That's what I was thinking of. Animated. Animated TV series. What year was the movie? Uh, the movie was... Ding, 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 like ding, a couple ding, of years ding, before ding. that? 1985. Okay. August 23rd, 1985 was Teen Wolf. And then there was Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O, which was... Uh, Teen my, Wolf also. Teen Wolf as well, <laughs> which was 1987, starring Jason Bateman. So Michael J. Fox did Teen Wolf and Back to the Future at the same time. I guess so. It was a hot commodity back then. One movie I've practically memorized, mm-hmm. and the other one I've seen once or twice. Teen Wolf's good? Yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> but I haven't watched it quite as much as Back to the Future. And I found the quote from uh, The West Wing regarding uh, Better Angels. And it is? And did you mean you said my demons were shouting down my better angels in my brain? So it has to do with, uh, you know, your better angels having a good idea, but your demons getting the better of you. There you go. Like like uh, having your, your conscience each on one shoulder, right? That's right, yeah. Good and bad. So uh, It's constant balance that you have to maintain. My demons were shouting down the better angels in my brain. I knew I heard that from the West Wing. All right. <clears throat> Very good. Okay, listener feedback, Jason. Okay. Samantha, I've got, you know what, I've got two people who uh, sent in some predictions, and as I said, I'm a boob, and I missed them for last week's episode, so I'm going to read them now. There's now, some Why did you miss them? They were just, you forgot about them, <clears throat> they came in late. Well, one came in, Samantha from Ohio wrote in, and it came in last Monday morning, I think, and for some reason I just didn't see it in the email when I was compiling the predictions, and the other one came in way early in the... Uh, uh, early, like, weeks before we were doing the prediction episode, and yeah. I just filed it away and then didn't go back to it. They so. wrote it on white text on a white background, and you couldn't read it, and you just thought, why would somebody send in a big blank uh, sheet? I had, of- to, had to select it and to yeah. see it, and it just didn't work. Right. Yeah. Crazy. So Samantha <clears throat> from Ohio writes in, I think that Rick shooting zombie Sophia in the head is going to make Lori, once again, second guess continuing on with the pregnancy and become way more protective of Carl. So she's going to worry about the pregnancy. Having the walkers out of the barn and being shot by the group is going to allow Maggie and Jimmy to see that even though the walkers were friends and family once, they are no longer the same people and will bring them in closer to the group. Herschel and Patricia are going to still believe that even though the zombies, even though they are zombies, they can still be cured. And that is why Herschel leaves the farm. He's off looking to save others. Hmm. So she thinks the family, the Herschel family, is going to split. That's it, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go find more people. That barn full of undead family and friends was the only thing keeping me here. That's right. 
She goes on to say, Dale will continue to try and protect Andrea from Shane and will talk to Rick about letting Shane go off on his own for the good of the group. I believe Dale is going to pull Rick or Lori off to the side of the group and tell them about the swamp incident. Hmm. Um, not the um, Otis incident, but the swamp incident right. where uh, Shane and Dale had their conversation in right. the forest. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, as for T-Dog, I have a feeling he is going to become a walker. Right. That's a common theme, I'll tell you. And lastly, I believe we will finally be told what Dr. Jenner told Rick and that we will see Morgan and his son Dwayne again before the midway point of season three. We didn't get a lot of predictions about uh, Jenner. No. And it's, about what he told Rick. It's funny. I realized that after too. In fact, we didn't get any. Yeah. I think because it's been going on for some time now and everyone's probably already got an idea figured out in their mind what it is and they don't really think of you know they're not really thinking about it as much anymore laurie's pregnant <laughs> yeah we know it's not that um your son is right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the secret um no that's, i think that's carl he's your son <laughs> thanks uh, we've got some more to talk about that in a second though before that monica from San Antonio, although I did read one of her predictions last week. She sent two emails. That's why I was confused. She had, her first email had these predictions. She says, we will find out that Jenner told Rick the CDC created slash discovered the virus and was trying to weaponize it or it mutated and they were unable to find a cure. Bottom line is that they were responsible for what happened. I can, I can believe that. I can totally get on board with that. Um, she goes on to explain that just before the CDC exploded, Jenner screams the line, stuff that you don't want getting out ever, in reference to some of the crazy shit the CDC has contained. She says, it's kind of chilling and powerful. To think the CDC accidentally let something get out is disturbing and creates that hopeless feeling. Besides, why does it matter if anything gets out or if the CDC is destroyed or not if there is no hope left for the human race? That's true. So... Pretty strong arguments here. Uh, She ends with, we will get a blast from the past and not just a hallucination. I think we can expect to see either Morgan or Merle. I think so. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, In that Collider interview we talked about earlier, they did ask if um, uh, Morgan was coming back. And Kirkman said something like, you know, he probably will, but we'll do it at the right time. Haven't figured out when that right time is yet. Right. So could be season three. Who knows? Could be season seven. Yeah, it could be. We got lots to go. Um, So Beth from Arkansas sent in this clip. Hey, guys. This is Beth in Arkansas. Um, I just finished listening to the podcast. It was really good. Good predictions out there. I missed getting mine in on time, but I wanted to go ahead and throw it out. And I'm kind of surprised that nobody brought it up. But I think that in the episode coming back um, from the break, Rick is going to tell Herschel the secret that um, Dr. Jenner told them at the CDC. Um, I kind of got a feeling of that from the uh, preview that they gave where Rick's talking to Herschel and Herschel says, you know, there's no hope left for anyone. And uh, it made me think, hmm, what would make him think that? And so I think he tells him the secret and we finally find out what that is. So have a good one. See you later. Uh, she emailed in, Beth emailed in right after she sent that because she thought maybe she was unclear and that the secret is that they're all infected because hmm. she didn't actually say it in the email. But right. um, <clears throat> interesting thing about this is that this the clip she's referring to is is in that preview clip where the two guys walk into the bar at the end. Um, that's not Hustla. Right. Um, and what... Uh, what Herschel says to Rick is something along the lines of there's no hope and you know that now right and I think that line probably comes right after Rick says we met a doctor in the CDC and he told me we're all going to become zombies no matter what and then Herschel says see there's no hope you know that now it makes an awful lot of sense does make an awful lot of sense I'm just processing that in my little brain here I can see smoke coming out of your ears. Yeah, there's smoke coming out. <clears throat> That's very, very interesting. I, I think people are starting to put it together, and it's all falling into place. Uh, AMC seems to have given us just enough to kind of figure out what's going on here. And mm. uh, I'm not smart enough to put it all together, but obviously our listeners are. So 
it's you know Monica and Beth and everybody who who has these feelings. I think we may be onto something. That's a great prediction. Absolutely, we'll find out next week. Hopefully, that'd be great. Really exciting. Okay, two more um, two more emails from listeners. Andrea from Knoxville, Tennessee, <clears throat> regarding Sophia in the barn. So we got a couple of people that wrote in regarding this topic here. She says, just a short note to say that if you looked really closely in the secrets episode, when the lady is taking chicken to feed the walkers in the barn, you can see Sophia in there. Um, so really, yeah, apparently, apparently you can see her now. Jonathan also wrote in about Sophia in the barn and he said at the end of Chupacabra, different episode, there appears to be a child walker in the bottom left frame of the second scene where Glenn sees the zombies. So this is the reveal to the audience that there are zombies in there when he follows or he goes up there with Maggie following him. Right. He, um, he looks down and sees zombies. Jonathan says, I'm pretty sure that child zombie was indeed Sophia. When the beginning credits started showing names in the also starring section, it said Madison Lintz. That would make sense since she was in the beginning of the episode's flashback, but I think it was a sneaky way for AMC to throw in that quick little scene of a zombified Sophia before it was revealed and pretty much dead already. Hmm. Now, I went back and I looked at that scene, and basically what happens is you're looking down from Glenn's perspective, and the zombies are all kind of looking up at the camera, reaching their arms up, and the camera's shaking around a bit and slowly pulling back, and in the bottom left, and it's pretty quick, there does look like a zombie that looks like a child. Hmm. And clearly, she was the only child that came out of the barn when they were shooting them. So logic would dictate that that has to be her. Right. So I wonder, did the, did, did, did the people making The Walking Dead intentionally put her in that barn and give us a hint or a clue or... You know, depending on how you look at it, a full reveal that she was there before the actual reveal for those watching close enough. Do do I think they did that? Yeah, do you think so? Well, I don't know if they did that on purpose. I mean, uh, especially in a show like this where there's a a very live and active community, people are going to go through this stuff with a fine-tooth comb. So anything they reveal, even slightly, is tantamount to a full reveal. Like, there's no leaking a little bit of information just to tease you right yeah you crowdsource that stuff and everything gets figured out well ahead of time well yeah well before it actually airs uh but maybe that's okay i mean when you think about it you have there are two different kinds of viewers there's the casual viewer and that can range from people who watch an episode once in a while to people who tune in every week and watch it but typically don't think about it when they're not watching it and then uh, the, I don't understand that kind of viewer. <laughs> and then there's the other level of viewer, which includes us, which are the people that don't stop thinking about it all the time and create crazy podcasts about it and stuff like that. Right. So <clears throat> what I'm thinking is if they, if they did that and they put that in there, that would uh, jeopardize their big reveal at the end of the mid-season finale. And so I'm a little bit skeptical as to whether they would do that. Right. But it's, it's, it's definitely um, ambiguous. Right. You cannot, in my opinion, you cannot look at that and say definitively that that is her. Oh, my God, there she is. When are they going to find out? Right. That's the thing. And, uh, you know, my point the other a minute ago about the different kinds of viewers, it's only going to be viewers like us that really go out of their way to look for that. And you're still going to have this mass of casual viewership that is going to have no idea. And it's going to completely work on them. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, you should go back and check it out and see what you think. I will. Um, Chupacabra is the one episode where Glenn first sees them. And uh, Andrea said in Secrets, when when, uh, Patricia's feeding them chickens, you can see her too. So I don't know. I haven't gone back to look at that one, but I definitely will very soon. I think it's pretty interesting. So uh, anyhow, everyone, keep your eyes peeled for crazy stuff like that on the walking dead you (laughs) never know what you might see okay so once you're done watching the show for the first time when it airs and you've pvr'd it and you uh, watch it again just to get a better feeling for it after that you go back and you just you know flip the frame by frame all the way through it to see what you can discover by all means and then write us tell it right in tell us what you found yeah um pvr did they use that term in the states I really have no idea. DVR? TiVo? That's what they say in the TiVo, States. yeah. Anyways. We use the term PVR up here. Anyway. Personal video recorder. <clears throat> right. 
All right. Uh, thanks to everyone for writing and calling in. We love getting your feedback. Stay tuned at the end of the show for the best ways to contact us because we want to get more of your feedback and get it on the air. All right. Now it is time for the big secret or big spoilery part of this episode. Mm. It's next time on The Walking Dead. Next week on The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. <laughs> okay, so here we are. I'm going to read the... Uh, descriptions for the rest of season two for each episode. There's an interesting thing about these is that these descriptions are not listed on the IMDb. Right. And they are nowhere to be found on the AMC website, of course, because they only put out one episode at a time after it airs. Right. These descriptions may have been leaked somehow. I don't know that they were officially released by AMC. Right. But I'm going to read them anyways. So, you know, we could make up completely different descriptions, put them on a website, and then people will start citing them in their articles. Why not? Why not? But we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. But, you know, where did you, I guess you don't want to say where you got them? Uh, no, I just can't remember right now because I didn't write down the link. <laughs> right. Sorry. Okay. I think maybe Shock Till You Drop had them. But lots of sites reported on it. So. Did, I, did I make them up and email them to you and say, look what I found? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, the other thing about these descriptions is in some ways, you know how AMC releases the ones that are just ridiculous? Yep. They don't say anything. They don't mean anything. Sometimes it seems like it's talking about a completely different episode. Yeah. Rick falls off the back of a, and then finds his self found in a truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, sometimes they're not even sentences. Sometimes. <laughs> These ones are a little bit better. So here here we go. Number eight, episode eight, Nebraska. Rick and the others try to restore order after a terrible discovery. Herschel takes up an old habit and disappears. Okay, so... So the terrible discovery is Sophia in the barn. Yeah. And they're trying to restore order. Herschel takes up an old habit, drinking, and disappears to a bar. <laughs> well, there's no functioning bars nearby. No, but there's there's the... <clears throat> The bar that we've seen in that clip where he's having some whiskey or whatever it is. Oh, well, there you go. He goes to a bar. Episode number nine, Trigger Finger. Rick, Herschel, and Glenn are trapped and fight to survive. Shane finds Lori in danger. Huh. So that one is a bit weak. But clearly, uh, Rick, Herschel, and Glenn, or at least Rick and Herschel are out in the bar. Glenn goes to find them if he didn't go with them to begin with. And then they get trapped and have to fight off zombies to survive. Right. And Shane comes to the rescue for Lori again. Uh, he finds Lori in danger. Shane may be doing something completely different. I don't know. Well, he's coming to the rescue anyway. He is coming to the rescue yeah. in some capacity, yes. Again, because he did that initially when they thought that uh, Rick was dead. Right. And that's what he does. He protects Lori. Uh, number 10. Or 18... covets his partner's wife. That's protects, what he does. covets. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> number 10. 18 miles out. Rick and Shane are in conflict over the fate of an outsider. Andrea helps Herschel's daughter face a crucial decision. Hmm. So we have an outsider, and, you know, who knows who that is? Maybe Tony or Dave or Hustla. Or Kiefer Sutherland. Wasn't he an outsider? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Wasn't there a movie called that, The Outsiders? Yeah. <laughs> I forget who was in it, though. It rings a bell. I don't know. Andrea helps Herschel's daughter face a crucial decision. What do you think Maggie's crucial decision is? Unless it's not Maggie, unless it's uh, Beth. Oh, it could be Beth. We don't really know. Number 11, judge, jury, executioner. Rick sides with Shane, causing Dale to worry that the group is losing its humanity. Carl's actions have unintended consequences. Carl. All right. Yep. So uh, Rick sides with Shane. That's interesting. Shane is uh, yep. losing it, but Rick is going with him and Dale gets upset. Number 12, better angels. Someone dangerous may be loose near the farm. Ooh, could Rick, be a zombie. <laughs> could be. Rick, Shane, Daryl, and Glenn keep the group safe. Oh, that's nice. <clears throat> they go well, we out. don't have to watch that. We know what's going to happen. They go out as a team and keep them safe. Now, all the other ones have been trying or they face things or right. there's stuff going on but this just says you know they keep the group safe yeah great we they, don't have to watch that episode <laughs> no we already know everything's what fine <laughs> and then finally episode 13 beside the dying fire or beside the dying fire oh. rick and carl find the farm in jeopardy the group is split up in the chaos rick's leadership is questioned oh geez um yeah Crazy, crazy town. There's so Jeopardy stuff from, there from the uh, the danger on the horizon. 
That's right. What is the danger on the horizon? Could be a fire. <laughs> Could be. Oh, yeah. The fire's coming through the woods and burning everything down. That's true, yeah. Could be a wildfire. I wonder if he literally means horizon or if he just means the future. Well, he could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he could mean either, I suppose. Oh, my God, the moon's landing. <laughs> oh, my God. We forgot about the guys in the International Space Station. They're, they've just landed in the field. Oh, no, I mean the moon's going to hit us. Yeah, that would be bad. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Those are the apparent uh, episode descriptions. There's some interesting stuff there. It also tells me that they don't leave the farm at least permanently for until maybe the last episode no they don't go anywhere it does tell me that the group is split up in the chaos which we'll talk more about in a second and uh so we could have two two groups going off in opposite directions who knows yep split by the fire <clears throat> i'm gonna go with fire fire <clears throat> okay one of the yeah you gotta have to zombie apocalypse you know, you have to break it down into uh, the base needs, right? Which are, uh, you know, food, shelter, uh, clothing, whatever have you. But, uh, you know, the major dangers that you f- face in, you know, a very primal... <laughs> major danger. Yes. Uh, that in a very primal existence are, you know, f- weather, fire, you know, water. Lack of these things, generally. Yeah. Lack of these things. Except for fire. Too much fire is bad. Too much fire is bad. Well, too much of anything is bad, really. <laughs> You know, if you had way too much food all falling from the sky at the same time, that's dangerous. It is dangerous, and it's just going to spoil. Yeah, <laughs> just going to spoil. Yeah, exactly. Then where will you be? Uh, who knows? Anyway, I just think that uh, if you get down right down to basics, uh, you know, the uh, the things that cause the most danger are floods, fires, earthquakes, storms, right? And zombies. And, and well, yeah, in the zombie apocalypse, they're like a, a wave of, uh, you know, flesh-eating water. There you go. Okay, the last thing before we wrap things up here is that there are a couple of video clips on the AMC site, TV ads basically, promoting the rest of season two. They are called on-air trailers. One is The Walking Dead is back, and the other one is called The Walking Dead Returns. Oh. (laughs) I know. So I went through these in a great amount of detail because there are a lot of fast cuts, and we see a lot of different clips here. Mm Mm-hmm. The first one, The Walking Dead is back, so I'll run through what I saw. And some of them are the same in the other one, but there's a few different ones. But in the first one, here's what I saw. A whole bunch of zombies breaking through a gate at the farm. So clearly the farm becomes overwhelmed with zombies. Right. Uh, we see Shane and Andrea being chased uh, at different points. We see Carl pointing a gun at a walker at close range. It was a pretty quick shot, but it was definitely a zombie who was was. pointing a gun at, not a human being or a living person. We see Carol backed up against a wall screaming. Yep. Presumably frightened because she's being attacked. We see Shane headbutting Rick with a school bus in the background. (laughs) Time Um, for the advanced class. And it was definitely... style. Yeah, it was definitely Rick. It wasn't somebody else or a zombie. Um, I, I... you, you catch enough of Rick's face to see that it's him before he takes a headbutt to the forehead. We see Shane in a vehicle that looks like a school bus. And we also see Maggie in there. I think they're in the vehicle together. And I think Maggie says, Rick, like that. Right. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what she says. Then we see Rick standing bloodied in front of a school bus. So mm-hmm. this school bus gets a lot of action in this clip. It sure does. And finally, we see Daryl pointing a gun at the camera and saying... Sorry, brother. That's the scariest bit in the whole thing. Do you think he's pointing a gun at Merle and about to shoot him? No, or, I don't. Or he's gonna, about to execute Merle because he's a zombie. I don't think he means brother literally. I think he means brother in the sense of, uh, you know, I've been with you for some time. I know who you are. You're not just a random zombie. Friend. Friend. You're someone I know, and this is unfortunate, but, you know, Daryl's got to do what Daryl's got to do. <clears throat> And he's going to pull the trigger. He means brother in the sense of friend, not literal brother. Yeah. So somebody's going to die. And when they come back, Daryl's going to shoot. him. Yeah, I could see that. Or do you think Daryl is shooting someone before they've come, come back? Is he killing somebody? Is he, is somebody injured and they can't escape? So he's like, kill me now before I get eaten by zombies. That could be too. Or, you know, it'd be terribly unfortunate if it was Hutla. (laughs) 
<laughs> that he was shooting because yeah. I don't I don't know if Daryl would use the term brother for on, on one of the outsiders that are uh, coming. One of the others. No, he would say sorry, Hustler, and then shoot him. Well, yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Uh, if right. I knew somebody <laughs> named Hustler and I had to shoot them, I would say sorry, Hustler. Exactly. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff there. Rick, I mean, Carl definitely gets some time with a gun. He sure does. And, uh, you know, he's going to be shooting zombies and who knows what else. You know, trees, rabbits, that kind of stuff. Maybe next. (laughs) And, okay, the other one, The Walking Dead Returns. Now, we see some of the same scenes but from different angles, which is interesting. But we also see Rick hiding behind a window, which is as far as I can tell, either in the farm or in the bar, because he's hiding behind a sort of beside a window behind a door yep. and there's a little curtain on the window. So it's definitely a f- furnished place or right. a finished place, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and outside the window, there are some figures out there. And to me, although they were far away and blurry, they kind of looked like they were not zombies. They weren't shuffling around like zombies. I think there was human living human action out there. Right. Which is interesting. Human action. That's right. So we also see Carl getting attacked by a walker. Looks like he's in the woods by the river where Daryl saw Merle, to mm. me, anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there by himself, but kind of looked like it. And that was really the only two different scenes I pulled out of that one. Hmm. Not a lot of different stuff. So everybody go check those out. There's some stuff in there if if you're looking close enough. But it's a lot of good stuff. It's all packed in there very, very, very tight. Did you have any other thoughts on either of these clips? Uh, no, not uh, nothing that we didn't really cover. I just I'm really worried about that. Sorry, brother, from Daryl. Sorry, brother. <clears throat> well, let's let's make a call right now because he's not talking to squirrels. <laughs> no, he eats squirrels. He eats squirrels. He doesn't apologize to squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. He eats them and collects ears. Yeah. Uh, hey, if Daryl has to shoot somebody he knows, is he going to cut their ear off and wear it after? I don't know that ear thing kind of weird well I, he might drop the ear thing because he collected ears and then he got shot in the ear and he might go okay that's just a little too creepy i'm going to forget about the uh, the ear necklace and and also rick or somebody shoved the ears in his pocket right yeah rick did he put them in the inside pocket inside pocket so he might still have the ears in his jacket well why would you throw out a necklace full of ears <laughs> nobody would do that i don't know uh all right let's make a prediction right now who do we think daryl is pointing that gun at and shooting uh, honestly yes i think it's one of the outsiders i think it's one of the people that are going to show up in the next half of the season. so even though earlier you said they've got to yeah. kill a main character they do but i don't think it's going to be daryl that does it that's the thing right daryl's not conflicted enough with anybody to uh to have to resolve that i don't think daryl's going to do it if 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 shane's going to get shot it's going to be carl if it's uh so uh, um What's her eyebrows? Sophia's mom. Carol. Carol's going to be shot. That might be Daryl, but he wouldn't say brother. Sorry, brother, to Carol. No, that's true. He wouldn't say that. So, uh, so yeah. one of the new characters you're thinking. So, wouldn't be him that shoots Dale. That'd be Andrea. If anybody shoots Dale, because you have to shoot the relationship, right? You can't. Right. You can't just get outside of the uh, the, the relationship conflicts. Has right? more weight then. Exactly. So Daryl doesn't have that kind of relationship with anybody that he would say sorry, brother, to. So honestly, I think it's going to be somebody on the outside. And I don't know that these clips are from the next episode. No, definitely not. I think many of them are from all six of the episodes. So we have a number of episodes for Daryl to get buddy-buddy with somebody enough to have that line come out and have meaning. Well, do we? I'm not sure. But they might play it that way. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if Is it possible, do you think, that it's another Merle flashback? I hope not. I don't want to see too many flash... Uh, not flashback, hallucination. I don't want to see too no. many hallucinations. Not if he's pointing a gun at him. Well, a lot can happen in a hallucination, but yeah. still, I, I... Maybe he's... Maybe it's a dream. <laughs> maybe it's a dream sequence. Oh, that's just cheap. Well, totally. do that. I hope not. You know, I don't want to see crazy stuff like this, but I'm just trying to think of all the possibilities here. Or maybe Rick will wake up in the hospital and the whole thing will be a dream. <laughs> oh, yes. man. That, whoa. Whoa. I can't <laughs> believe what just happened. <laughs> Lori, am I ever glad you're here? <laughs> yeah. And then they'll walk out of the hospital together and the zombie apocalypse will have happened and the show will end. Yeah, if it ever has happened. There we go. Uh, so go watch those clips. There's a lot of cool stuff. 
Jason, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of The Talking Dead. That's it? That's the whole thing? That is the whole thing. All right. Next week when we're back, it will be Monday, February 13th, right? Yep. Which is the day after the 12th when The Walking Dead premieres back again on the show. That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us. So we'll be back to our regular format. We'll be recapping that sucker and, you know, hopefully having some of our questions and predictions either answered or validated. Or completely thrown out the window and we have no idea what's going on. That's possible too. We're talking on the internet for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure that might be the case anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Alrighty, if you want to give us a call, please do so at 1-866-483-ZOMB. That is 1-866-483-9662. As I mentioned, it's a toll-free call. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thetalkingdead or on Twitter at talkingdead. Finally, please send all email communications to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh... There we go. I'm really excited for next week. Oh, yeah. No kidding. So everyone have a great week. Until then, for me and for Jason, uh, keep your... Think of something. Come on. I I don't know. Keep your bow tie loose. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, everyone, keep your bow tie loose. That's all. Bye. Bye.